Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Long Care Show. I'm your host, Caleb Nguyen, and today we're going to be talking about something that um, I really wish I knew before I started. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, three things, three signs that you should be dropping these clients. And uh, it's not a, not a fun thing to talk about because especially when you're in the growth phase and you're kind of in growth mode, you're just kind of taking whatever clients you can. But especially when you start moving on and you start realizing what clients are taking the most amount of your time, they're just kind of a time suck, or maybe they don't pay you on time, or they're scrimpy, you're just like, all right, let's just move on from this. Let's get better, higher quality clients and kind of trade them out and, and get that figured out. But when you get started, you're like, I'm trying to take on as many people as I can. And I'm going to give you guys three quick signs that, look, no matter what, you need to be dropping these clients. Okay, unless they're getting you 20 referrals every single day and you're going to be filled up in three days and you just got to mow their lawn once or whatever or whatever the scenario that you guys come up with, unless you really, 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 really need them. And a lot of you guys are going to try and justify having keeping these clients around. Don't do it. I did it. Uh, and I'm going to share actually example stories for each of these three things, the three signs that you need to drop clients. So first off, mean clients. There's not much you can do about this. You can't, like, I know that you might be like, well, I could just be nice to them. I can convert them. They'll learn to love me and all this other stuff. Listen, in this, there's there's just, it's not worth it, okay? It's not worth it to kill yourself to make a friend so that, you know, the, the $700, $800 maybe that you make off of them a year after doing spring and fall cleanup, mowing all year, maybe you bring a little bit of mulch in, maybe you weed once or twice and you make your seven, 800 bucks, these people are not worth the hassle. And a lot of you guys are like, oh my goodness, seven or 800 bucks, that's so much money. Let's say your profit is 50%. That's $350, $400. Could you, like, you can't put a price on the amount of stress, first off. Second, you don't realize how much time it actually takes to deal with these clients that you could spend getting new clients and it's gonna ruin your life otherwise. And listen, when you're living with your parents, they don't want to have you grumpy all the time because you decided to take on a horrible, horrible client. Again, there's not much you can do. If there is something that you messed up and that's kind of why they're mad at you, apologize and own up to it. And there's nothing more that you can do beyond that. If they still hate you, there's nothing you can do about that. You already apologized. Don't apologize every single time you're over. Apologize for what you did wrong. Try and make it right. If, that, if you broke something, pay for it. If you said you were going to do something, do it. If you messed a little something up, Say, hey, I'm really sorry about that. If it's not a big deal, and you guys know it's a big deal, breaking someone's window, scratching someone's car, but if you left a couple of clippings up by their door that ended up getting tracked into their house, say, hey, I'm really sorry about that, won't happen again. As long as you can control and make sure it doesn't happen again, don't lie to them. That's really the best that you can do in this case scenario. At that point, you, you if if that is not the solution, if they're still mean, if if they're just constantly, you just don't want to go over to their house. I have, I'm going to get to the store here in a second, but I have a, I have a couple of clients and I'm going to name the worst one. Well, not name her, but say this client and uh, give you the story. They're just not worth it emotionally. Okay. They're not worth dealing with it. It's not worth feeling bad for something that you shouldn't feel bad for. It's just not worth it. So we're going to walk through real quick the story. So this client of mine was cut, was a referral. It was, it was a referral of a referral. So I ended up with this client because I'm friends with somebody who's friends with them, right? It's kind of already crazy. Friend of a friend. Their friend, I go over because I already quoted their property, the friend's friend's property. And then their friend, I went and quoted her property, drove down the road, quoted her property. And her, her neighbor came out. And her neighbor, who's also her friend, said, hey, could you give me a quote for this? And I'm like, great, because 
both the properties are right next to each other. I can do $30 a piece for both of them. They also said earlier in the year, they're like, can you just use a push mower? And I was like, well, I have a walk behind. I could use that. Listen, guys, don't make promises like that. And if they're like, you have, if you have a zero turn and like, could you, would you mind using the regular mower? They'll use that language, the regular mower. You just have to say, say, nope, sorry, we only do zero turn. And if they're like, ah, oh, nah, they're not going to find anyone else who can't do it with the zero turn. Okay. So just say, if you have a zero turn, just zero turn it. And if they're like, could you go back to using the push mower? Say, no, I cannot. Okay. Just, just flat out. No, I cannot. Yeah. So this, this client, this friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They're, it's a neighbor um, of the friend of the friend of the friend. And so what happened? ended up happening is, so first, first off, I sent her an invoice and she must have opened the invoice because I have my settings. I use Jabra as my CRM, which I don't even know what CRM stands for. People say it over and over, I'm a CRM, CRM. It's something with customer management, but it, it manages my schedule. It does all, all this cool stuff for me. Uh, I can send invoices in it. I have a schedule. It sends them reminders. It tells them how much services cost. I can send quotes in it. It looks super official. All the jazz. Anyway, she, so she opens her invoice and I have my settings that you have to pay upon receipt, which basically means when you get this invoice, you are to pay it right away. You don't get 15 days to pay it off or 30 days to pay it off, right? It, especially if you're already paying at the end of the month, which I would not recommend saying, telling clients that they can pay at the end of the month because what are you gonna do for a whole month? You have to pull money out of your own pocket to pay for things for a month to get your money. What happens if they skate you at the end of the month and don't pay you or take forever to pay you? Well, you're just out a bunch of money. It's just a nightmare. Anyway, at the end of the month, which again, don't recommend it, I sent her her invoice and she must have opened it and then not paid it. So she opened it, she didn't pay it. Within, I wanna say within an hour, it sent her a second invoice, okay? And then she didn't know that she couldn't send check. It has like, hey, if you're gonna send check, send it to here. Anyway, she didn't really know what was going on. You know, some of the older older people that are clients, they don't know how to use the technology as well. Even if they can text and do that stuff, they're not real savvy with it, which is fine. And I did that again the next month and it actually alerted her within like through like three to six minutes. Like it was very, very short after just boom. It sent her back the invoice and said, hey, your thing is overdue because she had looked at it, but she hadn't paid it. So, hey, your thing is overdue. She thought for some reason it was connected to the credit bureau or something like that. And she flipped out and she was all upset with me. And I, and I should have known at that point that something was off that, right? Like, why didn't she just call me and say, hey, I think something's up with this. It's not going to affect my credit score, right? Because it just called me after a minute. She got upset and she was frustrated and flustered and, and with me. And I should have known then. She also has a gate in the backyard that goes to like another outer backyard. That's kind of a hill that needs like weed whacked and stuff. And it's just super long. I don't know why they want us to weed whack the hill. Just let the, let the hill go. It's just so much work to, to weed whack the hill. But anyway, I was weed whacking the hill. I opened up the gate to go there and I forgot to close the gate. Okay, she has a dog as well. Dog got out. She didn't check her gate. She didn't walk over the window, make sure the gates were closed. And so that happened once. And she let us know and I said, okay, we'll make sure not to do it again. Well. We ended up doing it again. I have to personally own up to the mistake. The first time it wasn't me, the second time actually was me, and I left the gate open. Again, she didn't check. She let her dog out and her dog got out. She ended up having to chase her dog down. She uses like a walker or a cane or something like that. She can't really get around real well. So she gets her dog back. Then she goes to the backyard to close the gate and she falls over and she breaks her arm. So she can't sue me because it's her own property. It was just like a gate. It was just, it was, it's not something she could sue me over, but she was very, very mad at me. And 
friends. It all kind of culminated when she texted me on a Sunday, okay? Guys, don't get back to people on Sundays, okay? Period. You need to have a day that you say, nope, I don't pick up the phone between, you know, like 8 o'clock and 7 o'clock at night. Sometimes I'm a little bit generous and it's like 7.10. I'm like, okay, I'll pick up the phone for you. You need to set boundaries. And she was not, you know, they're not respecting your boundaries. It's on a Sunday and they send you this thing. At, hey, skip this week, and a certain, and and it gets ridiculous when people are like skip this week because they're trying to save a couple bucks and scrimp off of you, and so I was a little bit frustrated with that. I was like, all right, sounds good. We ended up showing up. I ended up starting mowing. I was like, I'm not sure if we're doing this one this week. I don't want to talk to her because she was irritated because she broke her arm. Like, she's in like rehab. She she could she possibly could have died, which would have been pretty darn bad if she had died. But it wasn't much I could do about it. She could have called us to you know reclose the gate and whatnot, and I do have to say that was definitely 100% my problem. And I 100% own that I should have had the gate closed, but it really was what it was. And so she was, she comes out and she's like, I told you, and she, anyway, she, she made a big scene out of this, and it was just, it was just a mess. I mean, it was just like, I could tell more and more stories of mean clients. I had one more client that yelled at my brother. I was very upset with her for yelling at my brother. I said, you yell at me. You don't yell at my brother, and every time it was, she always had an issue with it. And apparently, we're not the first people to have issues with her and, and just kind of the stuff. And, and there's clients like that who say, yep, switching because I wasn't happy with my guy last year. Bing, 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 bing. That is, that is a telltale sign that you are in for it because that means that they're going to be ultra picky or they're just mean people that nobody likes to work with. And they always love a savior who comes in. Yep, they're going to be so much better this year. And then they scream at you and you're like, I'm done. I'm out of here. And they're like, you're a terrible person. Why don't you just come cut my lawn like I want it? And so that's my story. That's my story for, for mean clients. If you have mean clients, save yourself the headache, save yourself the hassle, and just, just say, hey, it's not really worth it for us to continue to service your property. Come up with a reason. Don't completely make something up, but it doesn't have to be because you're a mean client because that's never going to go over well. You just need to say, hey, your price is going to get bumped up as long as you don't think that they're going to leave like a bad review or something like that, which would be terrible. Hey, your price is going to get bumped up and they're like, I'm not paying this. You give them a price that will be worth it for, for you to service them. If you're doing their property for 30 bucks and you're like, you know what? At $40, I would put up with her screaming at me for five minutes every single time I'm over there. That's fine with me. That's cool with me. An extra 10 bucks. And like the numbers make sense. That's on you. And if they're not willing to pay that, you know, I, I don't just don't think we're the company for you. And you just go with that. All right. So number two, I spent a little bit of time with that. That was a good story, though. The clients that don't pay. It's pretty self-explanatory. If they don't pay, why are you keeping these clients around? And uh, don't don't go don't go too e e egotistical on them. I know at a certain point I was like, I don't know if they're going to pay and they probably won't. But I really just want to hit my 25 loans a day, four days a week. That's just what I want to do. And if this client has to stay on for me to hit that, it was just a mental thing. Don't do that. Okay, it's not worth it to go out and do a property if they're not going to pay you. There's no, there's, there's no profit. You just wasted your time, your money, everything. These clients are just kind of jerks. They have no respect for you. Um, I'm not a huge fan of them. And don't play nicey-nice. Uh, this client of mine, all right, I'm going to get right into the story. This client of mine, very not very good at communication, you know, not very good at paying me, and I was going to send over a bill, but they're like, yeah, just take the 100 bucks, take the 100 bucks. When is this going to cover me till I'm like, ah, it's going to cover you for two more weeks. I'm like, okay, great, here, take the 100 bucks. And they were not completely open with me. And when I did send them a bill, and it took me an extra month, I didn't, you know, my systems were not very well in place, and I sent them this bill. And they said, hey, we just got this bill. Did you not get our other check that we sent in the mail? I said, no, I did not get the check a week of of searching and asking the guys did you get paid turns out she has amnesia and one other like thing that makes you forget stuff 
Like she just forgets stuff. She's like, yeah, I think I paid the guy in person. I asked him, they're like, we didn't get paid in person. You know, I remember that property. Yeah, I remember doing that property that day even and her coming out and talking to us. I don't remember her paying us. She's like, oh, maybe I made a check. I go through all my checks because I keep the checks as like, I can go back and, and look at them and I don't have to just believe what they say. I can go look back and look at it. Nothing, nothing from her. And uh, I reach out to them. I'm like, hey, looks like you guys didn't pay. You guys got to pay up. And they're like, hey, look, listen, you know, we're, we're living on pennies. Neither of us have a job. They, they had made poor health choices earlier on in life and there's not much I can do about that. I need paid. And you were not honest with me and said, look, I won't be able to pay for the service. I said, great, I'm willing to be flexible with you guys, but I need this money by the end of the season. And he just didn't get back to me. He's like, yeah, we love you guys, great service. We just got our own lawnmower now. Somebody gave us a free lawnmower. And um, yeah, that's pretty frustrating because I lost probably, it was only like 150 bucks, but still 150 bucks that comes like basically directly out of my pocket. In fact, I'm losing money on other jobs I have to go and do a certain amount of other jobs to make back that $150 that I should have should have had. So yeah, just, just cut them off. There is a way that if you are on the books, you can write it off. But really, writing it off is not worth not getting paid. It's just not worth it. So that's number two. If they don't pay, get out of here, okay? <laughs> it seems super self-explanatory, but even I had a hard time with this. Um, and then number three, scrimpy clients. I got a really good story for this one. But I, but I want to walk through this real quick. You won't make a pop profit. They're going to try and talk you down in price. That's one thing if you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to give them this crazy price. And they're like, how about five bucks less than that because that's what my last guy was doing it for. And you're like, actually, I'm still going to make a fantastic profit. Yes, absolutely. But if it's like, I'm going to make a good profit and now I'm going to make almost no profit, but it's, it's a client, right? I'm still making money, right? Don't do it because they're going to script you on every other service. There's generally going to be the clients who are super picky about everything. And it just reflects on what kind of person that they are. And the fact that they don't have respect for you going out and starting a business, putting yourself out there, putting in the work, and they just have no respect. And they just say, nope, I'm just, I want to, you know, take away from all the hard work that you've done. They just don't have respect. They haven't, generally, these people have not run a business before. Or if they have, it's like a solopreneur because nobody wants to work with them, that kind of deal. Um, make sure you're charging what you're worth. A lot of guys will say this over and over and over again. I started out and was charging like $15 to mow someone's lawn. And actually, I'm going to tell the story about the client that I was mowing for $15. And and they just didn't, they, she didn't necessarily appreciate it. She was always asking, hey, could you do this? Could you do that? What about this? What about that? And I got it. It was just not, it was getting to a point where it, it wasn't worth it. And I guess I'm going, I'm going right into the story here. Anyway, it is a close neighbor. I'm not going to give names. I'm not going to give addresses. I'm not going to say how close to me they are. But I ended up saying, so I this was like an original. One of the, like I said, the two or three clients I started with the first year that I went to like three to four. That first year, this was like one of my only clients. And I served this client for three years. And I had the electric equipment the third year. And they said, I don't like the cut of that. Could you use your gas mower? And since they were so close, I was like, Sure, I guess I could just walk it over to you and, and, and do that. That's fine. And I originally was charging, I think the first year I might have charged like 15 bucks. I think it was 15 bucks the first year and the second year. And the next year I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Like, it's got to be 20 bucks. So I charged her 20 bucks, which they had me move furniture in their middle yard. Um, it was not an easy property. They're constantly buying new toys for their children and putting it in the yard. And so I have to move it and they weren't moving it out of the way for me. And it, I was always an inconvenience for them. And I was like on call, just, just all these bad things, just all these bad things. And 
coming into this year, uh, I said, hey, your price is going to be $30. And they go, $30? And first off, they gave me a hard time for bumping my price from $15 to $20. They gave me a hard time for that. Then I'm like, $20, I'm like, look, I know it's a, a big bump, but this is what we have to be making this year. And honestly, a lot of other companies will say $35 for that very same property. So I was way, way, way undercharging. So I said $30, kind of make a profit on it. And they said, $30. I can't, we're not doing $30. And I cracked and I was like, uh, uh, 25 okay, $25. And they're like, I guess we'll try it out. We'll do that. And I also do like a yard sign program. So I'll say, hey, one free mo for a yard sign. And I was like, yep, you get one free mo. And she's like, what? One free mo? Why don't we do our, like the year before I done like $2 off every single mo, which didn't make a whole lot of sense. But when it comes out to the, you're like, what? That means they have to give you like $1 bills and you'll have like stacks of $1 bills. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I still have those stacks of $1 bills. And 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 they save a little bit extra by doing the $2 per time for the whole season versus one free mo, right? You end up saving about $60 throughout the whole year instead of $30 off for that one free mo. And she was fighting me about that. She's like, she's like, why can't we just do the $2 off? And first off, she had talked me down to 25. Then she said, tried to talk me down an extra $2 off. And I said, nope, it's one free mo. Anyway, I go over it and I do the free mo. And by this time I had upgraded to zero turns and stuff like that. And I still had to move all the toys in the middle yard and do all that stuff. And she said, I think you guys missed a spot. In the front yard, it doesn't look cut. And they're close enough that I can go to my window and look at it. I go over there and I look at it. Keep in mind, I had actually gone the extra mile and I had actually cut their front yard twice because I was like, I cut it kind of high. It doesn't look real good. All right, I'll cut it lower. I cut it lower. This is at a time that I didn't know what I was doing. I went over it a second time. Took time out of my day, you know, an extra five, 10 minutes to do their front yard again a second time. And I get a text, hey, it doesn't look like my front yard is mowed. And at this point, I'm just, I'm just losing. I'm, I'm, I'm flipping out. I'm like, oh my goodness, this client. And so I go, I go, um, look, this is the equipment that we have this year. If you're not happy with it, you're going to have to leave, right? And that was tough. And also, <laughs> I sent her an invoice the one time for the second milk because I gave her the first one free. And she's like, why does it, it says $27. I thought we agreed to $25. I feel like you're being dishonest with me. If she had just opened the invoice, she would have saw that it's $2 for sales tax. I was like, it's sales tax. She's like, oh, oh. And I was like, I explained to her, I was like, look, I'm not trying to rip you guys off. Two bucks every time. Like, even if I was, like, what in the world? Two bucks. And uh, she goes, yeah, so I'm going so long in the story, but it's good. And uh, she's like, well, I can just give you cash every time, 25. And I'm like, fine, fine. And then the equipment, problem with the equipment. I said, look, we're going to have to go our separate ways. And we did. And they do their own lawn now. And it just works out so much better. And I don't have to force the relationship to work. They're such a close neighbor that they're always trying to talk to me and all this stuff. And now I can just say, you know, I can say no. And I'm going to a little bit tangent, a little bit personal here that this, this kind of frustrates me. She said, uh, in her last text, she said, I want you to know that we are, we will continue to support you in your successes. And after she had tried to scrimp off the top from me and do all these things and nickel and dime me and tell me my quality wasn't there when it, it was, trust me, it was, and very close to us, Liz, very close to us. And I was just like, yeah, you're willing to support my successes, but you would never support my failures. You would never, you would never pay an extra two dollars per mo. You would never pay me what I said your quote was for this year. You wouldn't pay me that, but you support my successes. Uh huh, uh huh. 
you're not getting a free Tesla off me someday or something stupid. So that was, that was frustrating as a pet peeve. But yeah, those are the three things, three people you want to drop. Being clients, clients that don't pay, and clients that scrimp. Okay? And when you get to that point, when you have a lot of, you know, you have employees, um, or maybe you don't have enough employees or not enough time, and you're like, oh my goodness, I have so many clients. You can actually start knocking these clients out halfway through the season or bumping up their price like crazy to make it worth it for you, and they're probably just going to drop off. And you're going to learn as you go through this that there are also some other clients that as you build your client base and you have a big client base, it's just not worth your time. Clients who are picky or high, you know, they're high communication, they're texting you every other day. At a certain point, you're going to say, hey, look, this is the price now. And you say, why, 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 why? You can't tell them because they text you every other day. But you're going to get to a point where you have so many clients that you don't want people texting you every day. You want people saying, hey, I think you guys missed a spot. They're like, no, I didn't miss a spot. Like, what about this? You're like, it rained and the grass fell over in that one spot. You don't want clients who, um, do, you know, gated backyard at a certain point, you're going to say, if I can't fit a zero turn on the whole thing, I ain't doing it. And ones that are really far away. And you're like, ooh, I can still service you. But it doesn't make sense because the only way that you can charge them enough money to be profitable, it's a ridiculous amount of money and they don't want to pay it. So those are kind of my pet peeves. Like once once you get to a bigger point, those are three real quick things. If they're picky, if they're high communication, you know, if you can't see a turn or if they're far away, just, just drop them. Okay, you're going to get to that point. But even in the growth phase, in the beginning, remember those three things. If you get a client that's mean, if you client, if you get a, then what you're going to do is you're going to bump up price a lot. And if they don't like it, tough. You're not the company for them. Clients that don't pay, you just got to drop them right away. As soon as they don't pay for like two weeks, you just got to drop them. You have to say, you have to pay me up and pay me up front for the next mode to make sure that I know that I'm getting money or I'm going to drop you. And you're going to learn pretty quickly that there's some not as reputable people in, in your neighborhood, in your service area. And the people who scrimp on you, you're going to give them that price. You're going to say, this is my price. And if they don't like your pricing or they say halfway through the year, I don't think this is working. Maybe we should switch to every other week mowing when you know that it needs mowed every week. Just to scrimp off of you, you just got to say, hey, look, this is what we're doing. You got to lay down the law. If it doesn't work for you, we're not the company for you guys. So I hope you guys got value from that. Again, mean clients, clients that obey, clients that scrimp, you just kind of want to get rid of them. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this video, got some value out of it. This is stuff that I wish I knew before I started. There are mean clients. Clients is like one of the, the hardest things to deal with. Uh, it's harder than equipment. It's harder than guys hurting themselves. It's harder than... All these other things, the, the taxes, the this, the that, it's just so stressful. And you want to know these three things um, in advance. And I wish I really you know, you know, knew those things in advance. That being said, please give us a follow. Give us a rating. Leave us, give us some love in the reviews. Uh, and, and stay tuned for part three of actually the series. We're doing a, a six-part series where we're, we're walking through how to start a six-figure year lawn care business as a teenager. Um, I think at the time of this video, this going up. I think this the maybe the I could be wrong. The second the second part to the series talking about equipment is coming out. So it's gonna have like branding, marketing, mindset, etc. is the first one. It's already out. Equipment is the next one, then marketing, then legal and tax and employees and others. You guys are gonna want to go check out those series. We're gonna have some crazy, crazy interviews as well. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, leave us some love if you want to email me, motivated long care course at gmail.com. It's in the bio. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day and peace out, Girl Scout.